Let's jump into it. Welcome, yeah, yeah. everybody, to another episode of Chew Bubblegum and Kick-Ass. And Kick-Ass. I just yeah. barreled right no, through it. No, you're good. I'm not, I'm not feeling it today, so you're good. I'm one of hosts, you're Brett Battostain. Oh, I'm sorry. I talked hey, over Brett. you again. Can I finish? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm one of hosts, Brett Battostain. Hi, Brett. Hi, Brett. I'm another one of the hosts. My name is Dylan Hawes. Thank Dylan. you for letting me finish. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> I'm Tucker. And I'm finished. And you're finished. And okay. <laughs> Everyone's finished. All right. We are... Uh, <laughs> In the midst, uh, the right smack dab in the middle of our uh, late great well, sequels well, series. We're technically mm-hmm. we're an hour or so from being in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, you finish, please? Uh, I cannot wait. Wait, what to, do we call this? Late great sequels. Late oh, great. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, I cannot wait to get into this. Um, so today, last week, we talked about uh, uh, Tucker's pick. Psycho Two, great movie, uh, <laughs> fucking classic. It was a great movie, but I did start. I did go back and start trying to do my own edit of it. Oh and, yeah, and it actually made me more frustrated with the movie because <laughs> wait, what was the edit you were trying to make? I forgot. I was just trying to like trim it up a little bit. Okay, okay. Because a lot of I found that a lot of the scenes there was like important exposition being mm-hmm. said, but that was like the only point of the scene right. was yes. for exposition. Oh yeah. And that was really illuminated for me when I was trying to yeah. edit, take stuff out. I was like, ah, oh, God, I want to take this out so bad, but I can't. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, it, made, it started making me really annoyed. So we'll see if I so ever think of it. Think of how they felt when they were originally editing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of um, the Psycho brand, you know? But, but <laughs> the original Psycho ends with like five minutes of exposition just yeah. to explain to you what's happened. Yeah, no shit, uh, right? But I still do, did really like the movie yeah. quite a bit. But today we're talking about my pick. Which I cannot wait to get into. Today we're talking about Blade Runner 2049, directed I, by Denis Villeneuve. Nice work. Uh, it came out in 2017. It was a massive flop when it came yeah. out. Um, I, that, that bums me out. I mean, too. It doesn't surprise me, but it bums me out. People it, are stupid. Yeah, people are stupid. Well, it's also a super it's, it's long a, movie. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's a, about 45 so is, minutes no. too long. Every one of those Marvel movies is this long. Seriously, <sighs> sure, not, but like the, every but blockbuster but a, is this but long. It's a different but Blade thing. Runner itself mm-hmm. was a oh. failure when it came out. True. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a it's a, a sequel yeah. to a movie that it's a flopped when it came out. No one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> the then they property. added an extra hour almost. So, <clears throat> did you guys go back and watch yes. the original Blade Runner before yes. this? Yeah. Yes, I did, Brett. Yes, I did. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, so did I. I I love the original Blade Runner. Uh, I recently went back and like a couple of years ago, I read the novel for the first time. Mm. Do Androids I, Dream of Electric Sheep? I've read Sheep, that in the last few years mm. as well. Which took me a while to like get into because it's different enough from the movie. It's like nothing like the movie. Uh there there's well, enough similarities there's a structure in it. to it. Yeah, that, yeah. But the book became this thing where I was like, this is different, but I love it 
I also love it for mm, different reasons. For different reasons, sure. I mean, like, you're a big dickhead, right? I'm a huge dickhead. Completely, yes. dude. Yeah. You got like you got a giant dickhead. Fucking hole on the top of your skull. You're <laughs> yeah. such a dickhead. Freaking mushroom top over here. <laughs> uh, but like at the end of the book, spoiler alert for anybody. Uh, like Deckard doesn't run off with Rachel. He, she, the a, a big thread of the book, which is kind of hinted at in the movie, is like there aren't real animals around anymore. They're mm-hmm. all synthetic. In the book, Deckard is taking the job to get rid of these Andes, as they call them in the book. They're not called replicants. <clears throat> uh, he's taking this job as a bounty hunter to because he wants to buy a real sheep. Yeah, and they're just so expensive that he has to kill four androids so that he can afford it and at the end of it rachel just he gets a sheep and rachel just kills it just to be like fuck you (laughs) nice uh yeah it's really she's rachel yeah it's really strange okay but i think to get into blade runner 2049 okay uh really quick i want i do want to go back and talk about blade runner but before we do that i just want to say uh I saw Blade Runner 2049 in the theater yeah, when it too. first came out because I was so excited to see it because I love... Same Z's. I, I love Denny. <clears throat> I think he's great. I like almost all of his movies, I think. Refresh refresh uh, my memory for the audience. Uh, <laughs> Sicario, oh, Enemy, that's right, Prisoners. That's right. Sicario, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had a few Canadian movies. Uh, in uh, <clears throat> Incendies, uh, uh, Polytechnique, uh... Sakari is the only one standing out to me. And then he also that I did Arrival. recognize Arrival. Ooh, I love Arrival. And then did Dune. He recently Dune. did Dune. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like Arrival and Dune. I, I enjoyed Dune. I enjoyed yeah. Dune as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was something else. Tucker's that smelling like. a fart over there. <laughs> <laughs> there was another movie of his that I liked. I can't remember. Regardless, uh, this movie is so well done. I am very. So the first time I saw it, I didn't know how I felt about it. <laughs> me too. I was like, I, I I liked it visually. I didn't love the plot that much. Well, that's funny you say that because that's also my impression of the original is I like the way it feels and the way it looks. The story kind of doesn't land for me. Well, the story is there's not really a story in Blade <laughs> well, Runner. And the, the just, just it, I, okay. And, but upon, oh, upon like... revisiting Blade Runner 2049, I have decided that I actually fucking love the plot. Yeah. I think it's actually a great, uh, like deconstruction of the like the one, uh, scenario. Oh, okay. Which I appreciate, and I was when I was watching it, I was kind of thinking back to when we did, uh, on we do Keanu, our other podcast. Yeah. Uh, when we were talking about the Matrix, and I brought up Ooh. how I was like, wouldn't it have been cool in the Matrix if Neo found out that he actually wasn't, wasn't the one yeah. and just chose to like go and save Morpheus anyways. Yes, uh, and that's kind of what Blade Runner that's twenty four like the whole thing of Blade Runner 20, 2049 that I love is that it's about somebody thinking they're the one. Yeah, well, and or coming to believe that they're the one. And, yeah, finding out that they're not actually the one because nobody's really the one. And in life, there's in in like real life, nobody's like everybody's brought up to think that they're like special mm-hmm. and that they can be anything they want. Okay. And they can change the okay. world. But nobody's special. Well, nobody can change the like. You know what I mean? Like, I do, but there is a one in this. It's just not him. But that's that's not. Yeah, the, but she's the, the, she's also the, there's nothing um, 
inherently like special about her except that she exists right, right. Well, exactly. like she's like the symbol of but that's for the everybody point. yeah but yeah. the like, cool thing about but the thing i love about this movie is that the like the story is uh you don't have to be special or the one to choose to do something good i like mm-hmm. that too and i i what i really like about the filmmaking storytelling here and in the original is that they don't dumb it down for us right mm-hmm. that you have to be dialed in they're not gonna just hit you over the head with the shit that's happening right and i really love that it because it, it is can be confusing if you're not paying attention it can be confusing yeah, yeah. which i think is why both films just commercially just didn't resonate because people well just aren't yeah, comfortable I'm part with of the that. problem here so let okay. me just give you my background with blade runner okay. so yeah. i have historically had a hard time connecting with blade runner sure I, like I'm gonna join in here in a minute. <laughs> a couple times growing up, and it was always like at first I was like, "It's a VHS problem. It's murky. It's dark. It's hard to see what the <laughs> fuck's going on." Oh. Maybe that's why I'm not getting it. And then I saw it at the Egyptian several years ago, and I was like, "Oh, this movie's really cool." But also, I felt it, there's a distance there. There's a coldness to it. You're hitting mm-hmm. it on the head. Like, and I think Ridley Scott's kind of a really cold director. Sure. Honestly, I think there's like, and certain ones of his like connect with me, but it's few. And in and this time, I was watching Blade Runner, and I was like, yeah. And I'm like, you just said, <clears throat> I was like, the story, that like the plot is kind of elusive to me. And I was like, well, because yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's just really simple. Is it is thing, super simple as far as the plot goes. Oh, right. I was like the stories, like all the all the elements of it. The the, the world the, is a fucking awesome. Yeah. The yeah. world, the gets... visuals, the cinematography, the tone of it, the music, the atmosphere, the atmosphere. The atmosphere. It's yeah. all really cool. And so like that and the stuff, acting, like the acting is good yeah, in the movie. Like, yeah. And there there's yeah. so many elements, but then yeah, the way but the that story stuff unfolds feels is... so because it's so rich it makes everything feel so complicated so i feel like i'm missing shit all the time right. well <laughs> even though there's not really in the anything stuff that missing. to me what oh, i'm sorry go ahead oh i was just saying and then blade runner 2049 i don't i didn't see it in the theater somehow i missed it somehow hmm. i wanted to see it but i don't know what happened but i i watched it on video and i really loved it i thought it was really great and i hadn't seen it again till Okay. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is too, just in regards to 2049 being like a commercial failure, it actually made like a pretty good amount of money. It's yeah, just, just that its budget was so huge. Oh fuck! And it's, it's on the be. screen. Yeah. Jesus fucking oh, Christ! So it beautiful. Is so beautiful. It's so Jesus. beautiful. Yeah. Did either of you guys go and watch any of like the uh, no. like the shorts? Mm-mm. I did at the time. I saw at least one with. Batista in it. Yeah, I, I. What are the shorts like? Just extensions of the story. They're of the, like of prequels the world? to kind of like fill in some of okay. the gaps between the original and 2049. Yeah, I forgot about that. I would have. Was that just extra week. footage that they decided not to make it a three and a half hour long movie or something? No, it actually wasn't. Um, <laughs> they just did it. Yeah, they did it. Like actually, one of them's like animated. It's cool. like anime style, mm-hmm. um, and that one's called like Blackout 2022. Uh, so. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and then there's one with Dave Bautista that takes place like a year before this, before 2049, and then there's one with Jared Leto's character um, hmm. that is like talking about I him. Get to that. Yeah, I don't know about Me that. Me too. Um, my 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 thing with the with the Blade Runner original is basically what you just said, and the 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 distance. I feel I don't I I can't decide. I think it is you like you said. Really, Scott can be just cold. Because I don't 
care. By the end, I'm not invested in Decker and Rachel as a couple. Like oh, I'm for not. Sure. Yeah. So and you're. I get the sense, having watched it, I don't know how many times, and I rewatched it for this. I get the sense we're supposed to, and I. I always am like, I don't really have a sense of urgency here. Like I appreciate right. they're trying to demonstrate that on the screen, and I'm just not feeling it. And I also feel like it suffers from that. I, I want to say '80s editing problem. Like there's some flavor of movies at that time period where they're not effectively telling the story in a way that works today. And I don't know if it worked then or if well, it just, didn't because it was a, fa- it was a no. Failure. But it's not just Blade <laughs> Runner that that suffers from this. But right. yeah, I mean that's a good point. But just the um, I don't know. Like, it, there's a choppiness to it. Like, even in the the last sequence with Rucker Hauer and and uh, and Decker. What is Rucker Hauer's character's name? Is Roy it? Batty? Roy Batty and and Decker. Even there, like, you can follow what's happening, but watching it with I don't know if it's modern eyes, like maybe because it, it was made at a time when you weren't intended to have home viewing, so there's yeah. not as much. There's like cuts like it- in there, and there's moments where I'm like contiguous that doesn't track like where where roy batty is it doesn't make sense now it also feels like there's yeah there's no thrusting like forward momentum to the movie so (laughs) it just feels like you're kind of floating well and then all of a sudden there is is right at the very end and right at the end and and again i'm kind of like why like i found myself being like wait how did we get here right yes yes but yes like exactly but the the greatest thing about blade runner aside from like the visuals and like the world and all that like world building and atmosphere and stuff like that (laughs) is just like the themes of what mm-hmm. makes us human? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. What like empathy and of course. The, I think the movie sure. does do a good job of flipping it by the at the end where you start to feel more empathy for Roy Batty yeah. than Deckard. Yeah, although right. they they go yeah, yeah, out yeah, of their yeah. way to try and ruin that by having him murder uh, Tyrell like that. Like it it doesn't really make sense to me how he murders Tyrell. Like there's no nothing to be gained by doing that. Well, I well that actually track does track for me because it's about it, it's like the uh like the idea of like getting revenge for the like an existence that you didn't ask for sure but so it does yeah. it does make sense on like an intellectual level for me I but suppose. it doesn't make sense like on an emotional level in the movie yeah and again it detracts from having sympathy for the character because he's but then but i the, don't because i i feel that like you know i'd like to gouge god's eyes out if there was god <laughs> sure like oh <laughs> thanks ridiculous. thanks a lot thanks for nothing asshole <laughs> yeah like, anyway, for real. I, I, i'm not meaning to I pick that, that apart at all i, I guess get that wanting to kill your maker no and but it's cool the, i love the kiss i love how they yeah. kiss yeah. they kiss their victims but, at the but end at there. the end like you do like you can understand batty being like yeah all i wanted was more life. Yeah. I wanted a chance to like live a full life, the life that you, all of you are fucking throwing away and wasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. And, uh, I... and r- you're ruining the world. You're mm-hmm. destroying the planet. Yeah. And you guys all get to live your fucking full ass lives. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm out here and I 
just want the same opportunities you guys made me. And, and I just want the same opportunities that you guys have had. And, and he, as he says, he's like, I've seen beautiful things that you can never even imagine. Like right. it's even mm-hmm. worse, like that this is going to die and disappear forever. Right. Soon. I do uh, love that. I really love that aspect time of it. To die. Yeah. <laughs> and so with 2049, I felt much more invested, but I still felt a sense of disconnect. Like I'm not. Uh huh. <clears throat> and I don't. I know that. <clears throat> Maybe this plays into my like, they're fucking robots. At the bottom, they're still just robots, right? Like, right, right. Ryan Gosling, I'm not emotionally connected to him, and I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to be, but I'm not, and I, I feel like I'm not supposed to be because he's not supposed to be human. Am I, oh, am I off base, no, or is that just? I don't know if you're off base, but I personally don't have a hard time connecting with him. I guess I'm not saying I don't. I, I do connect with him. I'm not feeling heartbreak and emotional baggage connected to it. Like I'm, I'm invested in him succeeding at what he's doing. But like when his wife dies, like I get it, that sucks. But part of me is like, it's a AI and a robot. Like I just, yeah, but that's, that's one of the, I get it. I I follow that, that I'm missing the very thread by having that emotional response. So I don't know if it's a, a no, 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 no. I don't think you are. I don't, I think it's presented that way in a, uh, very, uh, deliberate way where it's supposed, I don't think it's supposed to be presented in a way that's like heartbreaking because then when Kay goes to, when he's kind of like, after he finds out that he's not like the mm-hmm. messiah basically sure and he's kind of just like wandering around trying to figure out what to do next right he sees the big hologram of joy right and you it dawn like it's presented to you that like well that wasn't real anyway yeah because she calls him joe yeah yeah the the hologram does yeah and so you're like oh well that wasn't even real to begin with so. sure yeah but but it's also interesting because at times you do feel like it's real yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's complicated. It is complicated. And I, the thing and that's that I, also how people see him. How exactly, humans see him. And I, the thing that I, 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 I should say, I, I actually connect very much with with K in this oh, movie okay. compared to Decker in the first oh, one. Oh yeah, like, way more. No, yeah. like even just that opening or semi opening sequence where he's walking through the police station and just that subtle. Uh, body language thing where he's like shifting away from the humans yeah, who right. have no respect for him. Like, his eyes. I felt like the yeah. whole thing, I'm like, damn, that just gets the entire feeling of this movie across in this one little step to the side. Yeah. And there, I loved it. Yeah, uh, there, There's so much about Blade Runner 2049 that I love and I could go through like sure. detail by detail and, but I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but I, I feel like Blade Runner 2049 is such a unique movie in that there's not a lot of instances of a movie coming out 30 a sequel a direct sequel coming out to a movie 30 years later that then improves on the original oh god and i think blade runner 2049 is better than the original blade runner i i was hesitant when you said that before but then rewatching them both just back to back I, you're absolutely on target with that. Yeah, like, I, it, I think it's. I think for a lot of like <laughs> sci-fi movie nerds, that seems like blasphemous to say. I don't know, but it's a better movie. It, like, it's, it, it, if anything, it takes all of the clunkiness out of the original one and, mm-hmm. and fixes it. Air quotes. Yeah, it gives I, it. Like, I don't. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but 
I don't think it's a perfect <laughs> movie either, but I do think I do love it, and it is one of my favorites. It is definitely better than the first. It I, definitely is. Um, and it's more than. I mean, the in the movie, it's thirty years between the events of the first movie and the second, but I think it's like thirty-five years of actual physical release. Right? Wasn't the first one eighty-three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I really love about uh, Blade Runner, the original, is in those uh, those shots kind of over LA. Oh yeah. And like it and the way he shoots those miniatures mm-hmm. and everything, it it gives like an alien feel. Yeah. to a world that we know, which right. I like. And then mm-hmm. like when you get down more on the on the ground level, it starts resembling things. Yeah. You, but it looks completely alien. And I like in the new uh in 2049 how they they kind of do that again, but now it's like years later and those uh shots of him flying over yeah greater los angeles and it's just like you see how like tightly packed in everybody is just as far as the eye can see and it kind of gives the same kind of kind of feeling but more uh i mean you can see it better yeah it's part of it (laughs) um because it's bright out instead of always dark yeah which i don't you know i don't mind always dark no, but in in the original Blade Runner, yeah, there is just like it's so much more challenging and not challenging in a way that's like always good challenging. Mm. It's but with twenty forty nine, it's a challenge. It's challenging, but in a way that like feels deliberate and with purpose, mm. as opposed to like in the original, it just seemed like. It was challenging because there were certain things that Ridley Scott just didn't care about. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and it has that certain British flavor to it, the yeah. first one. Yeah. It has that kind of, um, that same kind of flavor that Time Bandits had. Um, yeah. Even though Gilliam's the American python, but still has that same British yeah. feeling to it. Yeah. Um, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do love that the movie opens with the, the like both of them open with the eye opening. Yeah, yeah. I do love that. Oh, and I fucking I love the opening like text of Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. It just I feel like it's it does such a good job of like giving you just enough details of the past 30 years without like being a like a Star Wars crawl. Yeah. Uh, gives you the pertinent information. Yeah, but the the way the score kicks in and it's kind of like just kind of like trickling in <laughs> while the mm-hmm. text is on the screen. Yeah. And then the way when it says those who hunt them are still called Blade Thank Runner yeah. and then there's like the boom sound. Yeah. It's yeah. like oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Like it just starts <laughs> off with such like an epic feeling. Yeah. I really and I really love the score to this movie compared to the original too like mm. i love it I, and i love the score to the original yeah, i think that's a great. bright yeah. spot of the movie <laughs> agreed but the score in this and i actually don't it's hans zimmer and yeah. i don't like is it a, yeah oh, i didn't realize that and i don't love a lot sounded of zimmery to me i don't love I a lot of notice. hans zimmer well it's funny because the original stuff. sounded quite yeah. vangelis to me so <laughs> it did yeah it was couldn't have been uh, more vangelis i no. think this is hans zimmer's best score it's great by far i i mean of the ones that i know 
I think it's great. I love the sound design in this movie oh, immensely. Yeah. Like those n- noises. Like the engine revving. Yes. And you can't tell if mm-hmm. it's like an engine revving yes. or if it's like part of the part score. Of the score. Where, like the score. I rrr. love that. Yeah, yeah. The way they use it to amplify those moments where you're not supposed to know. I, yeah. It is. Oh, this movie is really good. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I, we, I, yeah. I, I just feel, I feel dumb when I think about these movies for some reason. Okay. The end of Blade Runner. Yes. Like the last moments of Blade Runner. The movie ends, yes. Right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> oh, those yeah. were credits. Yeah, yeah, those were credits. Those, those are those words that come up at the yeah. end no, of the so movie. Like, are, I don't want to read a are, movie. Is the ending <laughs> always the same in all the cuts? No. Does anyone know that? No. Okay. I no, because the ending on Netflix right now, the, what was that the, one? The final cut ending is they walk out the door and in the and the elevator door shuts behind them and it's just the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the theatrical cut, in the original theatrical cut, there's that, but then there's mm-hmm. also a, there's like there's uh, a sequence of them getting away. There's a sequence of them driving through a countryside, like it's an overhead oh. helicopter shot of like the car driving through the countryside, which is actually like unused footage from The Shining. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, and my memory of that is that it pans up and you're just left floating away in the clouds. Yeah, am I, am maybe. I, am I conv- convoluting that I, with I don't like Brazil? it. The, the, end, the final cut ending is way better of just them, Yeah. of the <laughs> elevator closing and it's over. But even to that, I mean, I don't know. You were, so you he, were, you were he, trying to make a point. When he comes back, so Rucker Howard dies, mm-hmm. and then he goes back to, and Rachel's sleeping, Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Okay, I and you don't know sure. if she's and dead or not. Yeah, that's the thing. I was yeah. like, "Oh, is she dead?" And well, it felt like he was treating her like she was dead. He is, and then he sees because the, the door thing. is the door is open, the so he knows open. that someone's been there. So okay, it, it, and presumably then he sees the origami. Yes, yes. so presumably um, um, Edward James Edward almost. James almost fuck, dude. I cannot yeah. speak. St- has, stand and deliver has killed him. Yeah, I, I know who he is. Old stand and deliver. I call him. Okay. <laughs> so so then and then I, I call him you're uh, supposed to Commander think, Adama. Yeah. <laughs> you're that. supposed to you're supposed to wonder if maybe that guy had taken her out. Right. And then like as I remember seeing it this week. Yeah. It's like that and it shows him looking at it and then but that's on their way out. That's not until he's leaving with her yeah. that he notices it. Right. I think I did she do we know that she's not lying there anymore before that? Did I miss a shot somewhere where she gets up? They're both together. I see him walking together out. like right after that, and I was like, "Oh, but I'm, I must have just no, missed." No, he something. wakes her up. Yeah, he wakes he her up. Okay. Her, wakes her up. Yeah, because yeah. he, he missed. There's it a somehow. moment where yeah. he's like, "I must have been falling asleep." These movies are really lulling to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah for that's sure. true. No, yeah. yeah, he's he's nudging her to see if she's alive, yeah. and then she she doesn't stir for a beat, yeah. and so for the audience, you're like, "Uh oh," and then she does. Well, stir. I'll tell you what. If you lose consciousness for like thirty seconds right there, it's a completely different movie. <laughs> Jesus I'm Christ. guessing that's yeah. what happened to me. Sure. This uh, is why I can never make sense of this movie. It's oh it's, my it's god. Like, it's like sleeping pills. Yeah. It's just so like, oh what a, okay. I, I get I that. I do wanna okay, so let's get to the twenty forty nine ish. Yeah. Okay. It's like this a little bit for me too. Yeah. Sure. I can and see that. And I, I it, it I do feel a better appreciation for it because I had a, a similar leaving the movie theater. When it came out, I was like, I enjoyed the feeling of that. It was yeah. too long. I'm not 100% clear on what... I mean, I picked up on the general themes. I'm not sure I quite grabbed it. Yeah. And it, still, it took me the second viewing here to feel like I was like, okay, I think I do follow. Because like the whole thing, he's trying to find the one, or right. however you want to put it, the 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 child born from Replicant, you right. know, the, mm-hmm. the, the miracle. And 
I followed why it was being obscured, right? Like why Josh, Prince, Princess Bride is not Robin Wright. Robin Wright is not doesn't want it out, mm-hmm. yeah. and I and I accept Wallace's desire to get it out. I'm I'm still a little like this feels. I'm not sure exactly what, but he wants to take it apart and figure out what was the improvement that was made randomly by Terrell, which to me just is weird because Terrell didn't do it on purpose. So it's just a evolutionary thing. Yeah. It's like a Jurassic park thing. Whatever. Okay. Something is, and he wants to, he wants to study it, which is why they hid the child in the first place because they knew that's what would happen. Mm -hmm. And then I was not, still not clear on what the whole contingent of sex bots who find him and track him and then ultimately save him and reveal to him that he's not the one like I, I still like even after I rewatched it the first time mm-hmm. I rewatched it twice for this thinking back I was like I still don't know why they're invested in him yeah we had the same thought but when they when rewatching they showed it up I just I was like, just finished it again this no. morning I watched the last half hour just before uh-huh. you guys came over and it does make sense. I don't know why it won't stay sunk Wait, in my oh, head. Oh, you had it. You had a reason. Okay. So what? 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 What's the confusion? Well, I didn't follow why they were invested in him continuing to seek. Well, at that point, they're tell send him to go get Decker, and like I forgot that too. I was like, why do they even save him and then send him out? But it's that they. they well, the know, sex bots don't save him. They do. They save him after Deckard's already been taken. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I mean. So why do they save him? That was my, I was like, I don't follow why they save him. But I do. But in my, like, trying to just, like, just randomly think back on the movie, I'm like, wait, but why do they do that? They track him, which I'm still not, I still don't understand why they know to track him from the go. Because he comes home from killing Batista, finding the the bones, and finding out that those are the bones of some replicant who's had a child for through some weird DNA checking genetic checking I'm not sure how that it's just science shit that they put on the screen then he goes and he's eating noodles or whatever Mm -hmm. and the sex bots the woman knows that he is aware and I'm not there's no I don't understand why she knows to track him you know what I'm saying sure so that's a confusion for me because it, mm-hmm. it the whole movie hinges on it at the end that she knows he's the person to be observing, but that point in the movie at the beginning, there's no explanation for why she would have any idea, unless she's already dialed into the police. In which case, why is she like focused on him and not on the the broader story? Whatever. Well, they they do see, but my impression is that because Dave Bautista's Sapper Morton mm-hmm. is. In cahoots with with her, Frasia. Th- that's her picture in the in the little tin. Yeah, right. But he has no time to notify her or anyone that something's happened. Sure, but my guess would be that because they're cahooting, that she would know that he was taken out, and it would be pretty easy to figure out who had killed him. Why would that be easy? Well, because there's probably there's not that many Blade Runners. Hmm. Okay, I'm willing to accept that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, and and again, this is the danger of not hitting you over the head with stuff as as a storyteller. Sure. There's the opportunity to miss stuff like this, and yeah. I, I and I I 
whatever. Like I yeah. feel like I'm paying there, close attention, but I'm still like I don't follow why that would. It didn't I detract I, from I didn't me. It just quite occurred get all to me. That, but I, I wasn't honky horning about it. it I'm was, not honky horning yeah, about it no, either. Okay. I'm just trying to think back I just of wasn't like sure. There's gap. There's definitely gaps. I always in the assume mo- I missed something. There's gaps in the movie. <laughs> and that's fine. But the thing that I like about the movie is that it kind of leaves it up to you to fill in some of the gaps. I love that. That's yeah. my point. Is yeah. that gap that you just filled in feels like too much of a leap? Like yeah, I, I get you. Because yeah. most of the leaps you have to make are logical within the steps of the movie, and they make perfect sense. And they're just not. Yeah. They're that one's just a leap too, too far. Just because it, and maybe it's just the way that it's put together. And like me, I don't know what you could add to make it clear how Batista notified or make it clear that there are only like two active Blade Runners in, in existence today. Yeah. In which case you're right. Then it's obvious because, because yeah, when she says track them and then the three sex bots, I keep calling them sex bots, the sex workers come up to him and the two are like, hey, this guy's a Blade Runner. Let's get the fuck out of here. And then the pink haired woman I'm also not clear. I guess she's just the only one who's willing to do what was asked of them. Like she's, yeah. she's like invested in him in a way that feels like ulterior motive, which ultimately mm-hmm. there is because she puts a little tracker in his pocket. Right. But until that moment, I'm like, I'm not, why am I supposed to like that whole sex scene with them? I appreciate mm-hmm. it. It's cool. Sci-fi stuff. It's yeah. cool for the development of that character and the, and the love between he and, and Ana de Armas. Yeah. Who is she? Is she's very awesome. good in this movie. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. She's a great actress. Oh, I yeah. really enjoy her, and I, I I enjoy that this is early enough in her career that she's gonna throw her naked body around a bunch on the screen. And <laughs> all right, because <laughs> I think from here on we're not. She's not doing that. She's gonna uh, be like, yeah, no, I'm, she, um, she, I'm a movie star. Have you not Blonde's heard of about to come out? <laughs> oh, is that what's going NC on in that? Seventeen, NC seventeen, oh. and she's playing Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe movie. There's a NC-17 version of a Marilyn Monroe movie. It's based on the Joyce Carol Oates okay. fictionalized Marilyn Monroe book. Okay. I'm actually, so. I saw the trailer for I bet, it, I and it it's looks... A, I really want to watch it. It's I bet you it's a, a body double. It's the guy that made Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Awesome. I yeah. enjoy that movie a great time. No, I've heard good things Andrew about Dominic. Blonde. I didn't realize that was, or I, I'd heard that movie. I didn't know it was called Blonde. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, Ana de Armas is. Uh, I, I, she's great. She's, she's a great. She's kind of exploded on the theme. I really I like. Dig it. I mean, I really lo- obviously she's like awesome in Knives Out. Yeah. Knives Out is awesome. Yeah. I really love that she's movie. She's fun in that James Bond movie, even though they just clearly kludged her in. I was like, yeah, I like this. I was wish she, they was she in No Time to Die? The most recent one. Yeah, I, I still haven't, I haven't seen, watched seen that, that one. Yeah, I didn't yeah, they, watch uh, Spectre or No Time to Die. Well, I finally watched Spectre, but I haven't watched they, No Time to Die. Daniel Craig brought her in because of Knives Out. Oh. Like he loved working with her because mm. the character, like the the whole sequence that she's in, I'm like, it would make better sense if all of this action was that guy. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> which uh, that makes perfect sense. Like yeah. they just wanted to have her in it. But she is really, really good in. Blade Runner 2049. She's great. Like, She's really great. Mm-hmm. She does such a good job of kind of doing the uh, like Scarlett Johansson her thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I like that this movie kind of plays with that same idea, but then by the end of it, you're left <clears throat> feeling so unsure of their relation of I, their I'm, relationship. I'm not. I think she is in love with I think they have an emotional connection. Like they try and make that clear. Like when he doesn't want to engage with the sex workers and the little dun 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 dun, dun well, well that pops the, up. But that's the thing though is like he has an emotional connection to her. Yeah. But it's almost like that type of thing where 
Oh, uh, like in her, where she's got like an emotional connection with 175,000 no, no, other no. people. <laughs> That's a bit. Di- I love that in that yeah, movie, yeah, but yeah. in this, it's like the thing. He's so cut off and uh, isolated from the rest of the world, from the sure. rest of humanity, that he begins to de- to develop an emotional attachment to something that's not real. Mm-hmm. And that's such a good, uh, like... Um, allegory. Allegory for just modern life of okay. the fact that, like, we are do have a tendency to be isolated from the rest of the world that we often will, like, attach ourselves to like social media yeah, and mm-hmm. like the internet world mm-hmm. or like even like only fan like people do that you yeah, know like yeah, they yeah. Be- become emotionally attached to like cam girls yeah it's parasympathetic para- yeah, parasympathetic yeah. is that the yeah uh, uh, parasocial parasocial relationships right yeah, and yeah. so or like even just like becoming emotionally attached to like celebrities mm-hmm. you know what i mean that have or like podcasters like i, I hear lot- yeah i do hear and you. so <laughs> But I think but it, by the at the end of their relationship, you're kind of like, also well, was she, no, did she, she really have feelings? For, did was she able to develop feelings for him, or was that all just like programming? Yeah. Was that hard drive? Was that uh, well? Mm-hmm. But that goes to the entire theme of both movies. Like, I what's know. the difference? But because my sense, my sense of what they're projecting there as she's about to die is that she does have feelings because she's like rushing in to try and say one last time before she dies. Her, her feelings for him. I know, but is that all programmed or not? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, you don't know. Can't know. Yeah, but, that's but, you great. Don't, but you also know what? You don't know that about your fucking wife, bro. I know. She that's could just right. be fucking, she could just be a program telling you what you need well, to hear. Well, that's the thing, to too. To keep you from wanting to die. We, we all, mm-hmm. our brains are mm-hmm. all computers, mm-hmm. right? Our brains are all just hard drives. Dude, your, bro- your, your bones got a little machine, bro. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, are what's we all the just following programming? Her and K is that he has a body. Yes, that, right, exactly. They're both yeah. AIs. Well, and the, he's and programmed the, and to the sex, obey. And yeah. the sex, he is programmed. And he the sex is, robot, the mm-hmm. same thing. That's what she says. She's like, oh, I see. You don't like real girls, but right? Otherwise, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and to your programming, that's the second scene with Jared Leto is suggesting to Decker that he is was a designed program right like which again goes to that sub theme that I feel like was sort of out there with Blade Runner and was suggested somewhat through this movie of is Decker also a robot or a a, a replicant which for me like falls apart really quick upon inspection but for a minute you're like oh yeah that is interesting and then we get to follow Gosling in that with that question already answered although then it's inverted because the question is is he actually a a replicant who grew like right so that idea of programming and they even have the the filmmaker brings the lights down on Decker when when Wallace is suggesting that of him right so that you you're supposed to get the impression that for a moment he's considering yeah maybe I was just a replicant this whole time yeah so I, I do I yeah I don't know it, it, it feeds into the richness of this storytelling for sure and uh, <laughs> like that whole the whole thing of both movies is like what makes a person a person mm-hmm. is it yeah. your body is it your is it being born is it a soul yeah. is it like the both movies are like so into eyeballs mm-hmm. uh yeah they're pretty obsessed with eyeballs because they're the window to the soul you know like <laughs> oh god get over me with that i hear you yeah. i hear you yeah. I, I okay 
I'm surprised we're not talking about okay, Leto more let's, here. Uh, I was, let's get to the Wallace corner of this yeah, episode so yeah. we can I talk hope, about this. I was this. hoping we could avoid it because <laughs> well, I hate I don't like understand. Leto so like, much. He's got two soliloquies, basically. You've and got something to say. Let's are, hear this. Okay, first of all, most annoying fucking office in the world. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Like, like, I hate it. I hate it. The, both of his scenes, I wish he would have figured out another way to do Wallace. Jinx and I were talking, we are like, it's as if they let Jared Leto come up with his own dialogue. Everything he says is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Angels and blah, so blah, blah. annoying. And it's like, why he is, is he saying annoying. this shit? It's the only time in the movie when I'm like, why are they, why is he expressing well, this shit except to tell us stuff? Whereas right. it doesn't feel organic. It, it feels like those parts, the movie fucking dies. For I don't me understand. Yeah. I mean, both those it's, scenes. It, it, the I, first one. I guess one, there's only two. I don't know. There's only two. And the first, the first, it makes sense because it's to give us an explanation for why he sicked the the danger bot uh, after Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. But the way that it's unfolds like, is obnoxious way. as shit. I wish that be another way. I wish. Well, well, I have two things. First, I wish that they would have just kept Wallace off screen and yes. just had him been like a uh, potentially an AI himself, or no, just somebody who like was lurking in the shadows that we never really see, mm-hmm. and okay. we just hear like love talking about him. Okay, is that the that the danger been bot? The danger bot. Yeah, is love. That's her name. The other thing yeah. is, do you know who was originally? I love, I love, love by the yeah, way. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's fucking cool. rad. Her scene with Robin Wright. Oh yeah, is, is terrific. Great. And that was she's my takeaway. Streaming down that, her face. Yeah. Seeing yeah, that yeah, in the theater awesome. the first time, I was like, "That scene was the best scene in this movie. That was fucking it's rad. Yeah, it's great." Yeah. Anyway, what, who was going to be? Do you know who was originally supposed to be Neander Wallace? Oh, anybody uh, that anybody uh, would be Will better. Ferrell? Who was it? <laughs> yeah, Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> it was Tim Robinson from I think Usually. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> Gonna be born, bud. <laughs> Someone's got to be born. <laughs> uh, David Bowie. Oh, Ooh, <laughs> What a downgrade. I know. Holy Dude, was, shit. Was that after you died? Is that why he didn't do it? Or was he just not a... I it mean, was it before been, he died and he could have done it? Uh, they uh, Villeneuve wanted it to be David Bowie when he was kind of like conceptualizing oh. the movie and writing it and that stuff, but then he died. Oh, I God, think he did die. This came out the same year as Twin Peaks The Return, which Bowie is featured in, but he couldn't do it because he was so sailing and dying. Oh, gosh, that is such and a so tragedy. They, like, used, like his voice or something to change a line of dialogue from sure. tw- Firewalk with me and used it in there. Yeah, um, oh, that would have been yeah, it was fucking two beautiful. Two twenty seventeen things he could have. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, we. Oh, that's really sad. I've said it before on I the podcast many times. I hate Jared Leto. I hate his acting. I hate him as a person. <laughs> I think he's such a fucking nosebleed. It yeah. is interesting that he keeps getting relatively big big work I, I decided to stop listening to a promotion for Blade Runner 2049 when Denis Villeneuve uh, did an interview and he said when Jared Leto came on the set it was as if Jesus had arrived oh, and yeah. I was that like sucks. fuck I you don't that. let him hear you say shit like that he yeah. doesn't need it yeah. I mean that whole again to your point of what is the purpose of this like it's showing us a lot of stuff I do appreciate like it's weird watching the replicant be born like that. I'm 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 okay with being more aware of what what it looks like. I mean, mm-hmm. it's weird and seems very inefficient I if you're going to be like pumping out millions of them to have each one yeah. have this whole gestation and then <laughs> plop onto a, a wrestling mat like that. Right. But <laughs> and I, I didn't to... understand why he walks up and murders it. That that part I was just like, is this just feels like Jared Leto like brainstorming of like this will be fucking 
awesome if we do it like this because I don't. <laughs> he still needs the replicates. Presumably, he's not just generating them just to like fuck around within the middle of a monologue. I mean, those are the only part. And I'm like, is it just because I hate Jared Leto so much? But I also I don't feel think like that helps. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> help. Doesn't help. But, but I also of- feel like it's the only time I feel like when someone's talking where I'm just like, ugh. Well, I think it's so, so, the I think thing for the killing, I think the, the immediately killing is, uh, uh, I think it's just meant to illustrate that by that point, he's just so frustrated with the whole process yeah. that he is just going to kill it because it's a fail. He deems it as a failure. He deems it a fa- I, I register that and it, it, right. it feels, it feels Shakespearean, which is fine. I just don't, I don't. I don't like it. Like he walks yeah. up and the poor thing is all covered in goo and is like shivering and cold and and then he just slices her stomach open. It just well, he fondles her head and stuff for a while and yeah, says and he a kisses bunch of her. shit. But kisses, I, and I, but I do think it, if it wasn't Jared Leto, I think it would all play better. I agree. I it, it would definitely play better, but I still feel like they're the most clunky parts and they I yeah. feel like that's still I'm I'm willing I'm, I'm to still hang like, that. Not I'm willing to hang that in Wallace. I'm willing to hang it on on Leto because I think that that's a collaboration. Yeah. Like it's not. I mean, you hire actors to do. Yeah, he the brought thing his and... Leto-ness to it. <coughs> right. Yeah. He did what he was supposed to do. I think if this it... is a Villeneuve problem, okay. should not have cast Leto. <laughs> but it is interesting only in that, like, clearly Jared Leto has like some sort of messiah complex. Yeah. And the yeah, fact that the he... first scene, I was like, this is actually perfect casting. Right. But then the second scene, I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did. I actually I, voiced, voiced I, I that to Jinx. I was I like, don't... this is actually perfect casting. And I, but I what also think, think the thing the thing that's cool in the, like, the eyes being the gateway to the soul type thing, the fact that he blind. doesn't have eyes. Yeah. Well, and I think those little robots that are like flying around and the way they like move so slow is yeah. really cool. I was just mm-hmm. about to say is I do like the the his eyes are multiple robots and he can see from multiple angles at once. I do like that. I don't I Right. And that he's actually like the most soulless of them all uh, right yes, you know yes. like he's the most like yeah. he's creating all these lives but it, like to them the lives are all throwaway lives that yeah. because they're not accomplishing what yeah. he what he deems worthy well of the next step because yeah. he also has the like part of his monologue being that we lost our taste for slavery and blah 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 right whatever yeah which I I feel like most of everything he expresses is expressed better in different parts of the movie. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they, you just needed a new Terrell to yeah. like yeah. But Terrell, focus on. But Terrell didn't h- hate right. the replicants. <clears throat> Terrell right. seemed to he, yeah, he have affection for the replicants, agreed. even in the scene that he has with Batty. Yep. He's agreed. like. He's sympathetic. He's empathetic towards what he's going through. He's yeah. like, he's offering explanations for why he cannot do anything about it. Yeah. No, right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He's still a person. He's still a person. Wallace, is, Wallace has no soul. But I, I and appreciate Wa- and, that. T- Terrell that- wasn't the reason why they were like right. banished off world for slave labor. Sla- no. Like he didn't design them yeah, to be yeah. slaves. Didn't he? I thought that was what they were made for. They were no, made no. To- they were they were after. So like uprisings after they started like becoming violent then they were banished off world right but they were originally built for labor that was the whole point that's why they only had a few years of life to them so that they wouldn't oh, do sure, all that be sure, yeah. sure, but, sure. but regardless but it's fine the, they're supposed to be robots years of life after 
they started yes rebelling and yes. stuff oh reduce their lifespans <laughs> yeah I mean, they okay. shortened them to like four years or something i don't remember probably because i think there sounds were like something that were, terrell would do <laughs> that bastard <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm docking this movie 800 points for leto <laughs> i think my final thought on the neander wallace uh character is mostly that it's uh i like it conceptually but i don't like the execution mostly because of i think you're right i i'm on board with that because i think again i think in the hands of someone else david bowie or someone else it would have been different and it would have been potentially not off-putting i think you're right because it it serves it's in in like a meta way too in a meta way in a way that detracts from the uh from what's being presented because right what's being presented if you can to the extent that you can remove your feelings about jared leto away from it what's being presented is logical to what they're trying to tell the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. do think because it's being delivered by somebody who is just themselves off putting it, maybe it was a risk that I'm going to mispronounce Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Villeneuve was trying to take intentionally, like playing off of the general zeitgeist discomfort and disdain for this person well, and trying to harness that as part of it. And maybe he missed the mark because he, he wasn't capable of reining Leto in enough well, to make that work. And it's almost or more frustrating because properly. I feel like the rest of the movie is so goddamn well cast. <laughs> yeah. Like Ryan Gosling being cast oh in my the lead God, is, he is so good. Is mm-hmm. like a stroke of brilliance. Well, okay. <laughs> I, everything I yeah. just said is the first time it occurred to me that maybe it isn't an, an, a poor casting choice because we aren't comfortable with Leto out of the gate. And we don't need to have a backstory on Wallace. The minute he shows up on screen, the audience just has a like, ugh. Yeah. And it's more than it would be if it was just David Bowie walking in going, I'm a bad man that you must hate. <laughs> I mean, Jared Leto is a movie star. He's in tons of movies. Like people, yeah. I don't think He's the general consensus movies. is this. I right. do though. Do who, you? Have you met anybody who actually likes him? I don't consort with those types. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's presuming that's what they I exist. Don't know. That they have to, right? I, I, I think don't the think opinion- they have like a. They've sold millions of records of their shitty band. I like, think he's a because rock of star. Suic- because he, of Suicide Squad. I think people have. I think at Suicide Squad, the opinion of him started to turn. Yeah, and I think with Morbius, people are like, "Oh yeah, we're done with this guy." <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, let me let yeah, me be but clear. He's still got thirty seconds to Mars fans. They're not going to be turned off by that. But but they but, listen but, to Thirty Seconds to Mars. I, they're one of the worst bands of all time. Yeah, no, but they like it. <laughs> I, I mean, he's he's. I think he's great in Requiem. I don't have a problem with him in Requiem. I, I, he's really good in Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he's not incapable of doing stuff on screen that doesn't detract because it's him, which is a weird thing to say about a movie star, but it's the truth. I. I'm wondering now that I've said it, I'm going to put my heels down and say that this is a claim <laughs> that Villeneuve, Villeneuve <laughs> did it on purpose Villeneuve. that he wanted to harness a regular, a red, relative negative impression. I maybe would, I would I would I would love to believe that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I'm I, having a harder time believing it though. But like I, I said, yeah, it. I I did. I think I thought it was a really good casting choice when I was thinking about it, watching it this time mm-hmm. at first. 
Um, and I, I'm, and I'm then, not saying it's and not. Leto just all letto all over the place. Yeah, lettoed all over it. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I, yeah, it, it became like I was like, oh, what a great casting choice, maybe inadvertently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still just or vertently, <laughs> or vertently. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was vertently. It could have been. Uh, yeah. I mean. So anyway, that I mean, we've said enough about yeah. that guy. But Ryan got. But well, just, I just want hey, to. It's like the only thing we've got a chance against. I just want to. But oh I want to get back to some of the other the other casting. Though. I appreciate the movie at its essence. I don't care about because the competition. I feel Tucker. like the oh. other casting. Yes, is yes, yes. So good. It is. Love is so like yeah. that, that is actress. awesome. Who is that? Uh, let me see. That is. You know who else is great in this movie? Dave Bautista. He is good. He is really good in this movie. He is good. When he says, you're happy scraping the shit, Mm -hmm. I fucking love that line delivery so much. Everything about his scene is... He is underscored so well. He like... That whole scene is like so subtle subtle. and understated and tense. Yeah. Yeah. And his menace is so well controlled. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Like the way... Uh, the the way Gosling is like <laughs> single bark, <laughs> Mister Morton. If taking you in is an option, yeah. I much prefer that to yeah. the alternative. Yeah, because he knows yeah. what's about to happen and knows that like this guy is a fucking Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> is oh, so gosh. good. Yeah, uh, but Love is played by a Dutch actress named Sylvia Hoax. Uh, Hoax. Uh, shoot. Was also I haven't seen her in anything else. Me neither. Think. That's part of why I'm asking. I'm not sure. Uh, she was in the Girl in the Spider's Web, one of those dragon tattoo is. movies. Oh, okay, didn't uh, see one, one of the Dutch ones with. Uh, but she's not the. She's not. Uh, I don't think she has a dragon tattoo. What's the name <laughs> of that character? Uh, uh, her name is Lisbeth. Lisbeth. Yeah. 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 I saw the Fincher one. Yeah, me too. I and saw. I I've like, seen the. I've oh, seen the Dutch ones too, but we're not going to do any more of them. That's a bummer. I thought he did a really good job I with that. I thought so too. Well, I, I, I watched, I I watched all three of, of the Dutch ones, and it was I like, didn't. we don't need, we don't need one. These are just fine. And then Fincher's was like, damn, that actually did a better job. It's good shit. Yeah, um, it, it, it's believable. Daniel Craig being attractive to a twenty-two-year-old or twenty-three-year-old woman feels believable the guy that they cast for it oh, in the no. dutch one i'm like there is no way that woman gives a fuck about that guy yeah who was it in it's, the, in the in the dutch one yeah i, I don't know just some, some dutch guy i mean maybe he was an actor but he's not he does like daniel craig is believable as a 48 year old man who's appealing to a younger yeah. woman yeah he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's a straight up yeah. 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 i want to make out with him oh yeah Ugh. he's big time dilf energy yeah. for sure yeah so that, uh, that part alone i was like okay yeah, this finally <laughs> makes sense. Uh, but she she is great, and like I yeah. we mentioned before, that scene with Robin Wright when she's when she like uh, like breaks her hand on the glass yeah. is so brutal. Yeah, and so uh, I just love how she has like she does such a good job of portraying somebody who clearly has emotions and feelings, but they're just like. Uh, contr- like they're sociopathic. I but mean, she's well. No, they're, they're coming out despite her. Like she's yes. she's oh, okay. she's portraying like she's staying cold and and strong yeah, yeah. and like holding on to her and her body's like like her eyes are crying. Like, but she's she has, not portraying any of that. Her, on her, face. her like her mind and her body are like her mind and her. Her soul and her mind are like at war with themselves because even the way she's like, I'm going to tell them 
I'm going to tell Mr. Wallace you came at me first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because she, she starts by saying, because we can't lie, and then she just lies. Like, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is great because, like, you can see, like, the 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 programming is breaking apart. Yeah. Like, yeah. human, like, life finds a way. Human, oh, my God. You cannot be controlled. This like, is you the best can't, Jurassic you Park can't movie. Contr- <laughs> you can't program a human to not be a human right sure. you know like and even k like I, I feel like k and love are such great counterpoints to each other yeah. where they're both in yeah. conflict with their programming throughout the movie right but they just choose to do different things with it or they're compelled to do different things with it yeah. like is yeah. i feel like which is interesting because they're both ultimately for the same goal it's just k is focused on the betterment of the child first and foremost whereas love is obsessed with like because i think ultimately what wallace is inferring and what love definitely keys in on is if we can procreate and and we're our own species we're going to dominate because we already are more superior to humans in the first place so the only thing keeping us so anyway i don't as a counterpoint or, or whatever. And yeah. An addendum to what you were saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave myself permission to be very pretentious in the way I talk uh-huh. about this movie. Oh, no, this movie's <laughs> Yeah, it lends mm-hmm. itself to it personally, yeah. I'm, I feel personally, because uh, what you were just saying about... And that's where it gets like, because it's done so well yep. that even if it feels pretentious or it, anything it's like that, fine. it's doing it it's perfectly doing it. Yeah. Yes. until Jared Leto shines a light on it. Sure. And then yeah. you're like, oh, this is well, what it that, all could have been. That whole, <laughs> yeah. that, that whole Thank God he wasn't cast as K. <laughs> right? Oh my God. Imagine. <laughs> but Ryan Gosling oh, does such a good job of... I mean, obviously, I think he got this role because of Drive, because they're very mm-hmm. similar okay. characters in the way that Ryan Gosling portrays them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, or um, the other one is Only God Forgives, where he's kind of this similar, yeah. like, man of few words. But, like, you can see in his eyes and his face that there's a lot going on underneath the surface. Like, yeah. it, like everything's kind of, like, bubbling underneath his, uh, like, yeah. under his skin. And it's just reaching, a bo- like, slowly reaching a boiling point till he's not yeah. going to be able to like contain it anymore yeah and i love that because it is kind of a uh deconstruction of the kind of archetypal typical uh protagonist of movies wait is it typical uh, or archetypical <laughs> <laughs> uh the like man with no name type of look yeah. like yeah uh, i'm i don't speak the teddy roosevelt kind of Say few soft, speak speak softly and carry carry a big stick. stick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah, (laughs) but the drive, Ryan Gosling character and the K Ryan Gosling character Mm -hmm. are like men of few words, but they still feel like vulnerable and still feel like they are wrestling with something internally that you can get stabbed a bunch at the end. Yeah. It just feels so. Oh, yeah. it, it, it feels so counter, and it doesn't feel like an anti-hero so much in that. Yeah, it feels like you. somebody who just feels like somebody who has like depth yeah, and yeah. like a rich inner life. Yeah, and I think that's really what you get with Ryan Reynolds just ab- across the board. Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> for that, yeah, I sorry. strongly disagree. Ryan Gosling. Sorry, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah. I, he, I, he is. <laughs> 
fast becoming one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, he's great. He's great. He's incredible. I love Did him. Did you see that? <laughs> um, there's a documentary on Nicholas Winding Ruffin, like when they're making. Uh, no, Only I God never watched. I never watched it, but there's I a part was there, interested in it. Like his apartment, and Ryan Gosling's there, and they're talking, and I can't remember. They're discussing scene or the screenplay or something, and his wife's, um, who I think is his producer on a lot uh-huh. of his movies yeah, is yeah. in the apartment and everything and he says something uh Ruffin says something to Ryan Gosling about sex and violence like uh-huh. like as if like in a positive way like uh-huh. mixing sex and violence and Ryan Gosling like looks back over at his wife with this look on his face it was my favorite part of the whole thing the director's yeah, the director said. Yeah. yeah, but where are we going on all this? Why are we? I don't going know what we're this? talking yeah, about. But but because of Ryan Gosling, sure, because sure. Ryan Gosling, because does, of Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, because of Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> because Ryan Gosling in yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine has like oh that fucking like when he's doing his uh, the baseline test, which is like the yeah, new yeah, 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 comp, yeah, yeah, the subtle way that the first and second time he does his baseline test, yeah, like. Agreed. The this, second time this, is almost like imperceptibly different, but everybody in the precinct is like, "You're way off your baseline." No. But it's not if you when you watch it, you can see him doing it differently. Exactly. You can exactly. feel him doing oh, yeah. it differently. But it's not different. You know what I mean? Like, There's it's, like a couple pauses. Otherwise, no. You're right. right. Yeah, the no pauses. Be, yeah. Oh, that's what it there. is. Yeah. it's the fucking pauses. Yeah. Where, There's hesitancy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking. And good. you can see it on his face. Right. He's being. Yeah. He's got that perfect. Like he's trying to keep the poker face. Right. And it's just enough of a like hitch to like boom. And then no, he's like, yeah, Gosling's. He's the got real it, deal. He's like, got he it. He's a real in. actor. Yeah, he is <laughs> his, for real. I agree. Even not showing up for. Did Craft either of you guys watch? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, no. Have you seen his? It. Have you seen his torso? He's not eating that stuff. <laughs> have you guys seen um, him in Crazy Stupid Love? Oh yeah, I did see that. He was fucking great sure in that movie. I don't remember. I feel like With I Steve Carell and Emma Stone. Oh, it's no, just like I don't a, think I've it's just like it. a rom com. It's like a pretty standard rom com, but he's so it. good in it. Yeah, yeah. Like Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine is so fucking. It was like Blue Valentine. Half Nelson. Uh, yeah, Lars and the Real Girl. Lars and the Real Girl was the where it turned for me. Where I was nice like, guys, nice guys. Like, holy shit! Yeah. After yeah. like that run there that, for a while, I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Seeing Lars, this I was like, great. oh shit, he's not just some bubblegum movie star. He wears cool jackets in every movie that he's in. <laughs> uh, it's in his contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Design me a cool jacket. <laughs> yeah, I will do the movie if I can wear the cool... <laughs> Come up with the coolest jacket you can think of and yeah. I will be in. <laughs> and I get to take it home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the frustrating thing is is that he wears cool jackets but they are only cool in the context of the movie because if yeah. you, like if I was to try and wear one of those cool jackets, I would look like the biggest neckbeard asshole in the world. <laughs> I think the jacket he wears, this duster that he wears in this, you could get away with just mm. in the winter. It's just a winter, winter jacket. Okay. But, but you could wear this one. Yeah. I, I want to get that drive jacket just to I have mean, it for... Yeah. If I passed you on the street while I was driving and you were walking on the street... I would open my window and be like, nice jacket, Blade Runner. <laughs> but you could still pull it off. And I would be like, God damn it. <laughs> well, and it's- I do love that scene. I think Rand Gosling is awesome in that scene. When oh, he when realizes, God damn it. Yeah. yeah, when he realizes oh, that yeah, the memory yeah. is real. And he like hit the moments like of him just being like, how do I process this information? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before he just has like one outburst. Like he only has yeah. one outburst in the movie. And yep. it's at that moment when he realizes <gasps> that like, 
fuck. Yeah. I everything that I've been led to believe could be a lie. Mm-hmm. Like my my very oh, existence yeah. could be completely different from what I thought it was and what does mm-hmm. that mean? And I, when you think of like Neander Wallace as like a god type figure, I and speaking of K and love being the like inverse of each other, whereas love is doing heinous acts in the name of Neander Wallace to gain Wallace's acceptance, to gain God's acceptance, to gain God's approval. Meanwhile, is do like killing is murdering is doing anything that she can to gain that approval Mm -hmm. and like gain her seat, like her rightful place at his side. Whereas Kay realizes that everything he's been led to believe is a lie that the you his mm-hmm. existence is a lie. Existence is <laughs> meaningless. You God's know? an asshole. God's an asshole. Yeah. All of this is just a construct. And what I'm going to choose to do with that, or what I feel compelled to do with this information, is just to try and do something good. Mm-hmm. I feel like it really speaks to my personal beliefs of just what the meaning of life is, or yeah. the lack of meaning of life is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, this movie does that for me and speak and articulates those feelings very well for me in the same way that like everything everywhere all at once really articulated those feelings mm-hmm. for me uh, because I'm constantly battling back and forth between like nihilism and okay. like and looking for like a glimmer of light <laughs> and yeah. a glimmer of like just feeling com- knowing that everything is meaningless and pointless but trying to just do something good for the people that I know because that seems to be the only thing that I have control Mm -hmm. over. Yeah, and the best that you can do. Right, Mm -hmm. which is the main thing that I love about, like, all of the, like, beauty of the cinematography. I mean, Mm -hmm. Roger Deakins fucking bringing his goddamn A-game in this movie for sure. It's a hell of an A-game Roger Deakins has. Like, some of those set pieces are wildly in t- in intricate and mm-hmm. huge mm-hmm. Yes. like what was the like that layer or whatever in the junkyard where his memory is and where he goes back and mm-hmm. visits and ha- you know has the flashback to the memory what is that like what the fuck is that they couldn't have built that for this movie that's so massive I don't know. This movie was very expensive to make. Right, Do you guys yeah. want to? Have you? Did you guys look it up? I didn't, but I feel like you've quoted it in the past. Okay, so let I have me, like let an me idea. just run it by you guys then, really quick, because it is impressive. How much money was put into this movie is was impressive. Like, was it like three hundred two hundred eighty nine million? Is the number that sticks in my head? Uh, not quite that oh, much. Okay. It was between one fifty and one eighty five. Okay, which is a huge fucking budget. That's yeah. that is like. Avengers, like yeah. Marvel, MCU, okay. Avatar level budget. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's there too. You can see it. Oh yeah. And I much more than I see it in any of those. <laughs> it definitely has a much more rich and real feel to it. Well, I, yeah. I do and agree. it's interesting because it's a I think it's universal, right? No, it's Sony, Columbia, Columbia. and Warner Brothers. Oh yeah, shit. Half the running time is opening. I just read uh, I just read this. I logos. had no idea. But apparently there's gonna be a sequel series on Amazon oh, no. Prime called Blade Runner twenty ninety nine. Cool. 
With Rick, just stop, with everybody. <laughs> just stop. I, I hear they're doing good stuff with that Lord of the Rings thing, so oh, who, who cares? Knows? <laughs> oh, I well, don't care about that, but if they're doing a good job with it, then they can do a good job with this. Just, just Can't we just come up with something new? I, I kind of feel the same way, although <laughs> the end of this movie does leave me wanting to mm. live, be in this world more. Like I felt like Blade Runner 2049, the <laughs> world is so... Like rich yeah. and thought out and provoking and evocative of so many different feelings and like it's 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 so weird because it simultaneously feels icky and grimy and cozy at the same time, mm-hmm. which is so weird. Like Kay's apartment, I love his apartment. Yeah, it feels cozy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels does. like somewhere, even though it's just a room with a chair. <laughs> but like, I love his kitchen. Yeah. I love his yeah, kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His no, kitchen it, feels. I love. Yeah. I just no, love that's, it. That's similar to the 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 first one. Exactly, yeah. and yep. it's so weird. So the idea of doing more in the world, I am okay with in the sense that like. I just feel okay being I mean, in the world I mean, that's another, more. we were talking about, uh, like earlier when I was talking about how it looks alien, like up right. above. When we're getting this bird's eye view of everything, you know, of mass of humanity down there, it's all very impersonal and a big machine looking like that. And then you get down, it's like the more micro you get, the more human you get. And so it's also about right. what the movie's about. And they it, do a great, great job of... And the cool thing about it, too, in in that respect, is that because even, like, like Ridley Scott does a good job of making a world feel lived in, Mm -hmm. even though it feels cold, because there are certain times where you'll, like, see somebody's apartment or house in a movie, and you're just like, nobody fucking lives here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so it just feels cold in a different way, whereas... The living spaces in the Blade Runner movies, or even like Alien, yeah. like the Nostromo, feels lived in, and it feels cold because the world is cold. Absolutely, but it feels cozy and warm because people live there. And Alien, I think I find Alien so much more like uh, inviting than I do Blade Runner because the people sure. that inhabit right. that feel so much more immediately real to me. Yes, for because sure. Because we're not uh, living in, you know. Oh, and we've gone this whole time. I just It just dawned on me that we haven't spoken of Harrison Ford at all. I was going to bring that up. For one? For one. I don't think they could have... I don't think it would have felt right if they didn't bring Rick Deckard back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you kind of have to bring him back. Like, if Harrison Ford's alive and willing to do it, Right. Then you got to bring him back. Um, he he does almost feel like a different character. I don't know, because that's the thing about that character. As, and I was thinking about this in relation to its time, because he's shooting it like, or at least it's released between Raiders and Jedi, right? So this movie, the first movie's sandwiched between Indiana yeah. Jones and Han Solo. Yeah, 82. And how... Deckard is so different from both of those. Like Han Solo and Indiana Jones feel like the same guy. Like they're right. still like they're you know half smile, wry. He's got a funny line for everything. You know. Yeah, they're they're like lovable assholes. Yeah. they're scruffy nerf herders. Uh-huh. Uh, but like they, but Deckard's not like that. Right. He doesn't seem to have a heart of gold. No. Right. They're like yeah. assholes with hearts of gold. He just seems to be an asshole. Yeah, and he's still. 
I mean, he still feels like that guy to me here. Just like, you know, a lifetime later. Is he an asshole? He's just kind of a guy. I don't even get the sense he's much of an asshole. He just kind of... Uh, he's kind navigates. of a prick. I mean, he, Who's ass- he, a prick he assaults to? Rachel. He <laughs> treats Rachel like shit. That feels like... 80s an misogyny. And an attempt <laughs> to be sexy, and it just didn't work. Like, I don't think that that scene is supposed but to be But he's not a likable like character. I guess so. You know, I, I, I my take on that and what my what I was gonna say about Harrison Ford is I think part of what I'm seeing is he's obviously thirty five years older or however many years older, however many movies under his belt, he's a much better actor now. True. Mm-hmm. I mean sure. watching Blade Runner, it was also one of my takeaways the original time seeing it as a kid was like, I don't really he's not really that good. Like there was a stretch for a long time where I couldn't I mean, I love Indiana Jones. It's great. I love Han Solo. Yeah. But watching Harrison Ford, like, other than, like, brief moments in The Fugitive and in Frantic, he's not a good actor. So, and he's really Witness. not a good actor back in, in Witness. He's good in that. But that's what I mean. Like, he's very good in a very specific kind of avenue. And he's kind of like a movie star. He's and a movie star. But he's not, like, a good, yep. great actor. You know, like yeah. where he's got... But he's a great movie star. But he's got like a charisma mm-hmm. and he's got like a gravitas to him. Yeah. You want to watch him. And in and the he right role, your, he's great. He holds your attention when he's on screen. But yeah, For he's sure. not like portraying a lot of... He's not like Ryan Gosling where he, yeah, there seems to not... be a, like a rich inner <laughs> world and like a lot of like inner turmoil or anything like yeah. that. But c- comparing Deckard in the original to 2049, he does feel softer in 2049 so that by the time he does come face to face with his daughter i do feel i do feel it yeah mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. what i mean even from his first walking on screen mm-hmm. with the quote from uh treasure island like but yeah. by the way i do love that he is wearing like sweats and a, t- and a gray <laughs> t-shirt in this movie <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 he's just like fuck it i'm living alone in Vegas and I'm just fucking <laughs> Do they ever tell us that's Vegas or is that left to us to ascertain from what's obviously say. Vegas? I didn't think they did either I, and I I, they I say love that. It's like implied, it's like the only place that would have that much radiation is kind of implied well, the, and then when you get, get there, there and those, you see the roulette, well you see the roulette wheels in yeah, the, in and the Vegas shows. Yeah and first it's like the, the giant naked lady statues sure. which are like where the <laughs> fuck would that be? I, I, and then the roulette and card tables yeah. and stuff I was like oh this has got to be but Vegas. But I do remember just thinking right out of the gate oh they're probably talking about Las Vegas I don't yeah. know why yeah. maybe they did and I just yeah. Yeah. didn't register could have been Reno <laughs> <laughs> could have been Reno oh my god more likely Reno <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, he's I think he's great I, I don't know if he's great in the movie I think I think he's good enough to do what needs to happen mm-hmm. like what needs to be what needs to come across in the movie comes across through his acting. Yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, there's yeah. The, there doesn't need to be any more than that and there's not any more than that to his no, performance. There's not, but I'm just commenting that he feels more I, I, I Harrison feel Ford seems like he's doing better in this movie than in the first one. Well, he yes. has the benefit of all those, you know, of being old. Yeah. Like sure. it brings a certain weight to the character picking it up now where well, and, like, yeah. that just comes with. And I think he's just a better actor than he mm-hmm. used to be. I'm sure he is. Yeah. And I think he, I, I think Harrison Ford has always liked Blade Runner 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like when he's talked about it, it seems like that was a chance for him to kind of break out of Indiana Jones and yeah. Han, the Han Solo type of character. Yeah. Like, I think he felt like it was a different kind of story yeah. even when he was making it back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, like, watching him his performance in it, I'm like, ugh. It feels a little wooden. I don't. Yeah, and I don't know I if maybe he's not sure what to do. I do know that him and Ridley Again. Scott did not get along. Yeah, I, I like some of the sequences. <sighs> yeah. I'm like, I don't feel like I, and I can see possibly not really knowing what to do, right? Like, because that movie does seem like uh-huh. he's just kind of handed a, a thing, and I can and if see. You're not, it, if you're not in sync with your director, yeah, it's not. It's going to come across. It's going to. Yeah. Okay. Because you know, like, there, you know watch uh i think if a director and the actor are in sync on something i mean he could be so much better like you know because he knows and i think that's witnessed here in the sequel because i do think you get more of a handle on everything in this movie i think denevian is a better director than ridley scott oh so i think i'm on board with that everything's uh i i fucking love sicario I think yeah. Sicario is a great movie. Fuck yeah. In Blade Runner that feel opaque or uh you know kind of hard to get a grasp on that's just simply that. Yeah. You know, I think it's like kind of needlessly. But Well, I think it actually comes down to with the whole thing of like Rickard, Rick Deckard, Deckard, uh, Deckard, Jean Luc Ricard, Dick Rickard, Dick Ricker, Dick Ricker. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't get the Dick Ricker account. <laughs> the Dick Ricker account. That's right. Um, <laughs> the I think what it comes down to that kind of illustrates that disconnect between Harrison Ford and Ridley Scott is that Ridley Scott was working under the assumption that. Deckard was a replicant. Okay. And Harrison Ford thinks that mm. that un, that Deckard being a replicant undermines the entire story of Blade Runner. He's not wrong, in my opinion. Well, I I think because it, 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 I, I think leaving it <laughs> ambiguous is cool mm-hmm. to just ponder it and think about what the implications could be. But Agreed. I yeah. but, but I do you got to choose a side. Mm, I don't know that you need to like choose well, a as an side. actor you do. <laughs> sure. Sure, but I, yeah. But I think the idea in that movie of like what does it mean to be human? You need some you need a human character in there to illustrate well, what the difference is like uh, yeah. also the differences and similarities between replicants and humans. Also, if you're going to have Harrison Ford, if you're going to have Deckard be a replicant, he needs to be stronger. <laughs> Right, he's, he's getting a little, he's a little bitch he's getting, against he's getting <laughs> tossed around like a rag doll. Sure. So they either have to imply that there's another generation that's been built for different things, right? Or that's part. That's where, like, thinking about it, I was like, oh yeah, because maybe he is. And I'm like, well, then why was he getting smacked around and gonna fall yeah. from the building? Like, why wouldn't he be able to just do all those relatively, not superhuman, but a little bit more than human strength wise things? Sure, yeah. for sure, and this this movie kind of has that too, but this because like the idea that like maybe K was born and is human ish, like yeah, yeah, then yeah. he wouldn't necessarily be able to like run through walls and take on Sapper Morton. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I don't understand what you're saying. If, if K's human, if K was well, but I thought that was established right out of the gate that he's not human. 
Well, but then if he was born of a human and a replicant, then right. he wouldn't necessarily have like half human. Yeah. Well, okay, but he wouldn't okay. necessarily inherit the traits of a replicant, like the super strength well, of a replicant. Yeah, you know but what I mean? there's no, there's no reason to. Yeah, there's no Maybe. reason to think that there's a a rule about that in this world in the movie itself. I mean, I sure. do follow what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, my only take to on me, that was I, to me. I'm, I, my conclusion is that it just doesn't really matter. Well, because the purpose of the movie is that it doesn't matter <laughs> whether you're a human or a replicant. It doesn't matter whether you're born or built. It just matters like what you do with the time that you're given. Sure, both mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just matters that that's what matters. The whole thing. The whole theme is like, yeah, killing a replicant is just as brutal as killing a human. Yeah, the scene. Where I can't, I can't remember the one who's like falling through the glass, like that whole scene where it's just like, oh, with uh, the snake, the one with the snake on her, yeah, and uh, like her falling through the glass, and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is going on a long time, uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's like this yeah. is fucking brutal, <laughs> yeah, and I feel bad for her because she seems to be a living, breathing creature, yeah, creature, yeah, 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 yeah. and whether she was born or built doesn't matter. She's still feeling the pain of yeah. those bullet wounds, right? So. Mm-hmm. The same the same thing as in this movie of like when Sapper Morton is getting killed by Kay at the beginning, you're like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I do love that this movie takes the things from the first movie that are cool, but it doesn't follow like it would. I feel like it'd be really easy to just have another Blade Runner hunting mm-hmm. down another series of replicants. Yeah. yeah, he's only he only hunts down one replicant in yeah. this movie and it's at the beginning just to kind of show that he's a blade runner. Yeah. yeah. And then the rest of the movie he's not hunting down yeah, he's other been rep- suspended. <laughs> yeah. He's- <laughs> well, <laughs> he's no, not- he's assigned to find this child yeah, and take care of it. Right. right. But I like that, that it's a duty. different like a different case. It's a yeah. different mission. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's yeah. great and I really really love that and appreciate it for that. These are two yeah. our first two movies in this series are uh movies that didn't follow the template of the original. Yes. I, good. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking that when I was watching Blade Runner 2049, uh, how it is kind of uh, analogous with uh, uh, Psycho 2. Psycho 2. And yeah. that they both did a thing where they did a lot of uh, inverting of the original and mm-hmm. also like deconstructed the original a little bit, yeah. which I thought was... It's cool in both of them, and I, I, it's just something that I always will appreciate in a sequel. Yeah, uh, whether it's I think that Seeds Blade Runner. I think Denis was all like, "Listen, I have a great idea for Blade Runner. <laughs> did you Did you see Psycho Two? Yeah, let's keep that in mind what? for the for, uh, sure. for the most influential uh, yeah. award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, I. It is crazy though that this that Universal Studios. Uh, this was a Universal movie, right? This was Columbia. No, Columbia. Columbia. Sony. Sony. Oh, yeah. and Warner Brothers. Oh, so, yeah, and yeah. Warner Brothers. Warner yeah. Brothers. It is crazy that they sunk so much money into this movie, especially given that the first one is a cult classic. Yeah. It was very unsuccessful when it came out. It's a cult classic. It's not a movie that most people have seen, yeah. even still. Like, cinephiles this and is... dorks like us have seen it. But yeah, I, the I, general yeah, yeah. public a, have not seen. It. As far as the as fart as, as fart, fart as fart <laughs> yeah, as dude. these requels go, or whatever we call them. Yeah, there was that that period right there with Fury Road. Like that also didn't 
tear up the box office, right? Right. But it was a critical darling and everybody liked it. Yeah. You got to think that there's some of that thinking behind it. That we're yeah. like, we might be able to replicate that with doing Blade Runner. It's kind of the same pedigree. Yeah, I get. I guess so. But, and I think also, I think this came out in '82, and I want to say '82 because Blade Runner. I, yeah, it was like there's no way to know the greatest. Yeah, it was like the greatest sci-fi year ever because it was like, it was Blade Runner and The Thing and, um, oh, fuck, there's a ton of them. Like big, big, like awesome sci-fi movies. That yeah, year. I don't know why I'm blanking on them, but there were yeah, there was there's like a why handful of just so fucking classics. <laughs> Eighty two is what IMDb says. Yeah, uh, but the um <laughs> the th- the thing with like Mad Max Fury oh, Road, Road Warrior. And, oh yeah, uh, but the thing with Fury Road that it makes it makes sense that it would be made. I mean, it doesn't make sense that it would like be given the money it would. But it makes sense just in that it was it's like a passion project for George Miller. And so you have somebody who's mm-hmm. like really gung-ho about getting it made. And not only that, but like he there were three movies in the series previous True. to that. So there's like an established universe already or there's like an established series already. I mean, the fact that Fury Road comes yeah. and then like fucking blows the lid off of all of them and is like, I'm the best movie yeah. ever made is so unbelievable and impressive and yeah, cool and the road they took to get that thing made sure and that it was and and that they did have a huge fucking production for it but it but it still like, makes still more a lot of money sure to but throw into something that but it's like still beyond thunderdome tra- your last. it still tracks <laughs> with me just yeah. in that it's like there was a series there was and something I, and i yeah. think the the fact that there was already three movies right that were established make it make more sense to me whereas with Blade Runner 2049 it makes sense that a sequel would eventually be made but that it would just be a different cut of the first movie but, no, <laughs> but the fact that they would throw like in almost that they would throw 200 million dollars mm-hmm. into it yeah. seems insane crazy. to me they, but also, they were like just trying to find properties to do this to. It's just yeah, amazing that they did, say, did it right. Yes. Because, I mean, I think 2015 was Blade Runner or Mad Fury Max, Road. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also Star Wars came back yes. that year. And then. Uh, Made a billion dollars. I mean, Creed's right in there. Yeah. It's like all these Can are you happening. Take me like higher. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Creed, yeah. Uh, the upcoming Creed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh it just seems so it seems so bizarre to me that they would throw so it's, much money at yeah. it. And it's, and, it's, and it's gotta be a noob, right? He's coming off a rival mm-hmm. at this point. So yeah. he had a hit. Sure. That's why you give it to him. That wow. makes sense to me. That makes sense. But I mean, if it would have been even if it would have been like a hundred million dollars, that would make more sense yeah. to me. The fact that it's two hundred almost two hundred million dollars yeah. seems like crazy. such a huge risk and such a huge gamble that was surely never going to make its money back. Yeah. Because there's just not a fa- a fan base for Blade Runner. There's just not. I mean, yeah, it's it's much smaller than they thought. Yes. A, it's still a cult a cult movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's not mainstream appeal. There never was to that movie. Yeah. It was always for the weirdos and the yeah. like the sci-fi dorks who were just like I just like weird sci-fi dark shit. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Know? It's not for like mainstream audiences. Right. It never was. And so 
I, I mean, I, I I'm agree. glad I they put the money. I'm glad they well, did it. I, I guess you're right. I felt like when it was coming out, it seemed like an event, so it didn't feel like obscure, but I guess I'm just, uh, uh, that's a sample error, right? Like I'm only aware of people who were already excited about it, which I guess you're right. Is the s- is film the, dorks. Is the film dorks. You're right. You're yeah. right. It, it, I, I, it's I like kind of gave fil- it like the f- birth movies death crowd. Sure. You know what I, I mean? Well, <laughs> I gave it credit or I gave it not credit, but I just, I kind of assumed that it had built up enough cult. word of mouth. Yeah. cult, Like the cult status had established itself enough that by, you know, arguably one, maybe two generations later, people are going to be like, yeah, I've heard about this movie. I'm going to see this. Like it felt like it had become part of the zeitgeist yeah. enough that it wasn't a surprise, but you're right. That's a lot to sink into it. I, I mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when, what I'm saying. Seeing that's it on what the screen. I just assumed I was like, okay. Cause it had always been so esteemed, right. you know, like every right. time I'd heard everybody is like, Oh, it's fucking classic. And so I just assumed that over the generations it had gained traction. And Me too. It so, was common yeah. knowledge that's that what I everybody thought likes Blade Runner. Do you guys want to know how much it made at the box office? $60 million. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> well, like 250 or It was 250 yeah. uh, That's worldwide or domestic? That, I think that might be... It can't be worldwide. Because it's got to be... A, I mean, it's also obscure or, 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 or general enough... That I could see it appealing to foreign market. Uh, let's enough, see. right? Yeah, I, I mean, think so. Uh, but I don't. Uh, what do I know from foreign markets? <laughs> I don't I, know nothing. I think that might be worldwide, frankly. Jesus. Yeah, that ain't good. <laughs> no, it's really not good. It really, really tanked. Uh, That's why the next one's coming to TV. Let's see. The projected world blah, 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 series. They're sinking money into this, though. Make another movie no one will watch. I'd watch, I'd watch that. Uh, worldwide <laughs> opening of around $100 million. The debut internationally. <laughs> <laughs> so it's getting all that. Like so it just barely got it. So 82 that. also had. Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. Aw, oh, yeah. Uh, Tron. <laughs> Tron. E.T. <laughs> Oh. Like this was all in one summer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was there. <laughs> I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> Road Warrior, Blade Runner. I mean, right, I, I get why Blade Runner and the thing didn't. Weird. Uh, like with like ET and stuff like that. There was uh uh and like Tron. <laughs> Tron. Harrison Ford's uh, in ET too. You guys. He's in all of these. Or two. Harrison of them. Ford's in ET. Yeah, it's a cut scene. He's the he's the mm. biology prof- teacher in oh, that that's scene. Funny. I didn't with, know the, that. with the yeah, I oh. I saw. Uh, uh, um, maybe it's on the DVD. I knew he was hanging around because he was dating uh, someone involved with it at the time, and like, because the kid that plays Elliot's older brother, that uh-huh. guy, he talks about um, penis breath. Yeah, penis <laughs> breath. He he talks about going to a party at their house and like everybody was super hot on this new Elvis Costello record. Nice. So he'd been like an Elvis Costello fan, and that's why he sings the Elvis Costello song when he's coming home. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I I get why Blade Runner of those movies was not a hit. Like it's such yeah. a it's such a dour movie, and I feel like in 1982 people weren't and really with, and you're re- gonna ready for dour movies. Same with the thing. Like yeah. the thing and Blade yeah. Runner are like and, and, dour sci-fi. And Blade Runner is like marketing off of Han Solo or Harrison Ford, who is Han Solo and Indiana, and Indiana Jones. Jones yeah. and he's this is not that character. Right. So. Exactly. Plus, uh, when you think about all those movies coming out in the summer, it's like right. some of them are going to fall 
to yeah, the side. Have to. Well, and, Even though it's like... They're fun. I mean, Tron, I don't feel like Tron no, holds Tron's, up that well. No, I don't like I mean, Tron that much, yeah. but that's the least of them for um, me. But it's interesting to look at. Compared... This movie is wild. Blade Runner is wild to look at. It, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... It's great. Compared to like Arrival, though, as far as like budget and box office, the budget for Arrival was forty-seven million, and it made two hundred and three million. There you go. Was that before? Or after? That was before this. Before right. I think okay. this is. That's why he got Blade Runner. Okay. Uh, because well, it was like nominated for Best Picture. And sure, stuff and that's like funny that. that they didn't go like, okay, so cap it at fifty. Right. Put it at a fifty. I'm glad. I'm glad though. Like I'm so thankful that it got had so much money thrown at it because I think uh, yeah. It's I know. On the, it makes yeah. the movie it so much. The, it does. He but knows I, what to do with a budget. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Villeneuve knows what to do with the budget. Yes, but when you constrain <laughs> an artist, that also forces a new. That's true. Sure, so. but I don't think he needed that in 2049. I think 2049 is the exact movie. With the exception of like Jared Leto, you know, like I think it's <laughs> oh, the if only exact... he didn't have enough for his salary. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the exact <laughs> movie that it needed to be. Would have been that like, much I, better. I yeah, th- I'm not. I'm not going to argue against that. I'm just mean for the it's long. Making money. The runtime is long, but I feel like it's the runtime is necessary mm-hmm. to really establish the world and the like atmosphere and tone. Uh, I just. It, it doesn't fall, have the pitfalls of spectacle for the sake of spectacle that a lot of times will happen with like a big, big budget, big budget. Yeah. like that where like there's very little action in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of action. There's not like chase scenes. You don't have K yeah. being chased through the streets of Los Angeles. You don't have like car no, and even, chases. Yeah, even I, like, even the action mind... is under under played or under yeah. Uh, yeah. understated uh, understated yeah my mind yeah. wanted to file this away in action adventure sci-fi really but i not. was like this isn't an action no movie. i mean no, it's like a cerebral this sci-fi a, even, <laughs> even, drama, the, yeah. even the fight at the end between k and and love like it's it's functional like they, they, and brutal and brutal but it doesn't and it's sad. not over the top it doesn't last too long it doesn't like have a bunch of like oh and then it gets up again and then she gets up again. like it's got a couple of those just a little bit yeah. He like he basically only gets one good punch in, which I really appreciate. Like and she's it, and the way he takes ass. her out is is brutal. brutal. Yes, and it's not fanfare. Like, right, it's just like I forgot that's how he disposes of he her. He doesn't like come up from the water and like uppercut her, and then just start fucking pummeling her. Yeah, like it's just it's just no, it's awful. Yeah, it's not like Deckard gets free and then they both take turns like beating the shit out of her like back and forth. Well, and and that's that goes to my thought on these replicants of like why create an android that you have to feed that has to sleep that's right. got to have waste you know like has to breathe oxygen to to keep well, have it have it as in all sci-fi they got so obsessed with whether or not they could that they that did they didn't stop to ask i mean we do see it in real life stuff like akin mm-hmm. to this where it's like but if you're creating slaves who are to only do labor why not just make them so that they just function you're you talking about a little bit of fuel. the species that invented like those little pets you gotta 
carry Ta- around Tamagotchis on a, or whatever. Yeah. Tamagotchis. Tamagotchi. Shit that does absolutely fuck all for you and you have to feed it. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't, shit. it doesn't require oxygen. It would. But, eventually. But that's all just fake. If they could get to it. Anyway, I just, but even, but when he's lo- choking her, I'm like, just saying. I feel like it would make sense <laughs> if these things didn't actually require oxygen. They're just simulating human behavior. Right. <laughs> but like, if you take it yeah, yeah, to, I know, I know, because it's the whole concept is that they're they've created another biological creature, basically. Well, and it's also like the uncanny valley. The idea, I think, the idea is that they were built to be more uh, palatable to the human species sure. because they're to look like the human species. Sure. So it's not as off-putting. Like, there's not the uncanny valley of like, sure. Well, this is freaking me out because now this robot is. It's because they wanted to fuck them. Let's just say it. That's sure. Why. There's that too. That's I, what all it of all it. comes well, down to. There's it. also I like the it. Terminator <laughs> thing where it's like you have to make their program to be able to like mimic mimic, hu- yeah. mimic humanity more and more. Sure. And then it's like, oh, it's best if that's instinct. If Humans uh, have a record of inventing and building things yeah. that end up fucking us yeah. in the long run. No matter like, how many movies we make about it, no, we matter, still do no it. matter how many times we make them for us to fuck them, it's like they fuck us. They, Is that what they you're won't saying? heed our science fiction movies, right. and now they're not heeding our horror movies. Right, exactly. They're like, let's open this 2,000-year-old sarcophagus. Okay. <laughs> right. hey, no, don't do that now. Don't, you will Shit, get your, look around. Our faces will get melted. Yeah. God we, damn it. Read the room. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> uh, Archaeologists, Archaeologists, open this man. sarcophagus. Oh, it's my desert. God. It's uh, bad ideas. Bad ideas everywhere. Can I? I feel like with 2049, the first time I watched it, I was like, this is fucking awesome. And then this last time, when I got done with it, I felt a little underwhelmed. Oh. But here, talking about it again, I'm all stoked on it again. But I was, yeah, I was kind of a little like, oh, it didn't bowl me over like it did the first time for some reason. But I bet it will the third time. It's just got a lot. Blade Runner 2049 has a lot of stuff that the first one has where with the first one, there's stuff in it every time that I watch it where yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's a cool like background thing that doesn't need to be there, right. but just kind of like fills in the world fills in like the seams of the world a little bit and 2049 i've watched it like five times since it came out and every time i watch it there's like a cool thing yeah yeah background stuff like definitely feels like you're in a world like even even like the book that is in Kay's apartment. Oh yeah, what book is? It? I meant to a, go back and look. It's, it's a Nobokov book. Right, but what book? Uh, I think what's it called? Like Pale Fire, I think is what it is. Oh, okay. I've yeah. never read it, but it did make me want to go and read that book. Right. Which what I, is that's the there for a reason? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. What I thought. That's why so I wanted to look there's it always, up. When a movie does stuff like that, where I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, there's probably something in yeah. that book that speaks to the themes in this yeah. movie that I could probably jive with. But I want to go back and read that. So there's, I just love that 2049 seems to have stuff like that throughout it. Yeah. Like there's, like there's the the song that plays the that they're like listening to in his apartment, and I want to like go. I've never gone and like listened to that song, but now I want to go and listen to Wait, that I song. Don't remember the song that they're listening to? Uh, it's whatever she's. Joy says like, did you know this song came out in 1966 oh, yeah. on yeah, Reprise yeah, Records? Yeah. 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 I'm sure there's like something to that. There's probably like some fun Wait, nod or Easter egg. Uh, oh, I always just took that to be the because up until that point, they're being he's being secretive about who the woman at the house is, and that that like kind of lays a foundation that she's just an advanced Alexa. 
Oh, right. All right, so Blade, uh, bl- just wrapping up. Wrap it up. Blade Runner 2049. Uh, to me, this is like... Sucked. Uh, <laughs> All right, Tucker's in competition mode. This, to me, is like the best version of what... The reason I nominated it yeah, is yeah, because yeah. it's the best version of what we're talking about. Yeah. A movie that can not only... I think it uh, usurps Blade Runner as the best Blade Runner movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of competition because there's only one other one, one other Blade one, Runner. the original one. Yeah. But the idea uh, of like a, a movie coming back, uh, like a, a sequel being made to an older movie coming back, uh, it's the best version of that. Like better than sure. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Has ever done <laughs> better than Psycho uh, Two, uh, better than what Creed is going to be like. Fine, yeah, we hear you. No way. The only one that I think could, the only two that I think could hold a candle to it, really, and maybe I'm missing one, or I'm not thinking of one, is uh, Fury Road uh-huh. and Bill and Ted Face the Music. Mm. Okay, I think those are the two other best examples of like a yeah, late Creed Fury sequel. Road, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fury Road, especially in terms of like mm-hmm. really advancing the themes and structure of the original in a way that's just like boof and being that that, that's how it potentially the best of the series and potentially being the best like face the music is not it's not the best of the series i don't think it's the best of the series uh yeah but i think it's at least on par with the other ones i think creed Creed is also so you know we'll see motherfucker we'll see well Well, so speaking of that leading into creed i don't know that creed could be the best of the series. I don't mm. know if there's any way that Creed could be better than the original Rocky. No, I don't think so. There is a way, but... Well, I, I, we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk, talk about it. Only because the original Rocky suffers from that 70s pacing. It That's does the not. Only. It's fucking great. It is I mean, great. It I don't does think... suffer from that, though. You're wrong. I would never use the word suffer in that sentence. So, I'm, You're wrong. I'm kind of <laughs> It's with, slow. I it's love that movie. It's beautiful. slow. It I'm is kind of beautiful. With, I'm it's with slow. Tucker on that. I, I, I think the pacing, pacing is, is, so is great. appropriate. Of, of Rocky? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you guys watched Rocky? Last year. Uh, before I watched Creed. I watched, I watched <laughs> Rocky a lot. I and love last it. Time I, I love watched it. it. It's slow. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the I've Deer been, Hunter, it's slow. If you watch, no, it's slow. But yeah. I think it's yeah. slow in a way yeah. that I like. It's supposed sure. to be. So I mean, it's not. I know it's supposed to be. That's what I'm saying. Not, it suffers from that 70s I mean, pacing. The, when I, I think, think we take umbrage slow, with suffering, with yeah. the idea that it's suffering. We think it's appropriate for the movie and the story being told. But in terms of it, because I don't think it's it's. I don't think when it drags. I think of, yeah, when I think sure. of something I think being slow paced, I don't think of it as a negative unless I'm bored. Right. <laughs> I think boring is I worse than slow pacing. Rocky yeah, you're right. perfectly paced. You're right. Suffering so does do imply I. that it's boring, and it's not yeah. boring, but I can appreciate because why. Because you get you're getting to know Rocky. And you're I getting can appreciate to, like, people going back to revisit it without so any history on it. But I going, also. Yeah, I think I they're wrong, it. though. I, sure. <laughs> yeah, everyone's wrong when they do that. But. The so thing that I, I think you could also make a case for Rocky Balboa being the best sequel. So, so do I. We'll have a lot to talk about. I think we it's will. better. I think Creed's better than Balboa. I enjoyed Balboa. I might be but, with you on that. We'll yeah. see. I'm, I'm, we'll see. I think what I'm going to try and do <laughs> we're going to have to rewatch Rocky Balboa. That's what I was just going to yeah, say. I yeah, think yeah. that's what I'm going to do. I've rewatched. I've recently. I, I was, you. Have. I was rewatching everything. I'm. I'm up to Creed. I was okay. saving it. Yeah, for you this. said that. That's so good. With Blade Runner 2049, I, the most impressive thing about it to me in comparison to the original is that it is able to keep that kind of like slow mm-hmm. pacing 
it feels like Blade Runner. It feels like Somehow. Blade Runner. It feels like it's in yeah. the same universe. Mm-hmm. That, yes. so, but with a new character, with new characters, well, and a new dilemma at the center of it, but it's still yeah. talking about the same things in a new way, in a, he, in a, a what I think is a more thoughtful way, way in a thoughtful. way more deliberate way. And more successful and, and in more it. emotional yeah, like it's so yeah, much more, emotional. more emotionally yeah, resonant that, i think that's what it palatable is palatable and uh it's still challenging but not in a way where you're like challenged to like decipher what the fuck is yeah. going yeah, on in the movie challenged to explain <laughs> why someone should have actually enjoyed it and if, if they didn't <laughs> right <laughs> but it also uh <laughs> it, it keeps that slow atmospheric pace of the first one mm-hmm. But it injects so much life into it that yeah. it makes it, it doesn't make it feel and boring. It, it's yeah, not boring. It feels it's like, like slow paced, but, but it feels like that world later. Like it, it does. Yeah. Like it feels they, like the same world. Yeah. yeah it, it has that thing, like, like we talked about with Psycho 2, where it feels like they wanted to pick up with that world and not rehash the plot. Right. It's like we're still in the same story. It's different, you know. But it's a conti- it's a true continuation. Yeah. It's yeah. like let's k- take that Instead world and see where we would be at this point. Whereas, yeah. like, Force- and then use those themes to tie yes. it all together. Which is yes. like Force Awakens is a per- the perfect counter where it's like yeah. a- I like Force Awakens a lot. It is a rehash of A New Hope. Yeah, sure. Uh, which is why I like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. it is a rehash of A New Hope. For whereas sure. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is like. And it's a Harrison Ford thing too, so it's interesting in that way. Yeah, where yeah. it's like it's not at all a rehash of the story. No, no, it's and a I continuation of the world, though, in such a compelling way. During the press blitz for this, when he was out with Ryan Gosling all the time, yeah, being goofy together, they seem to really enjoy each other's company. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a there was one where Harrison Ford said that they, he'd resisted this for decades. Like the, oh. there have been like been approached about making Blade Runner sequels for a long time huh. but that he said this was the first time when it was like oh the story's good well and it also good they story. were probably all trying to play off a of Decker and have him revisit yeah. Decker and, and it was probably, probably just, just like, a rehash yeah like, he was, well, and he was probably like I didn't really enjoy that and he, the first he would have had to work yeah. with Ridley Scott again <laughs> which I don't yeah. think he was would have been super psyched about yeah uh, <laughs> so to me like this is uh, also one of Ryan Gosling's best movies. Mm, fuck yeah. Uh, it's probably my favorite Denis Villeneuve mm. movie. Yeah. I mean... Whatever. I'll tell you once I see them all. Which ones have you not seen? <coughs> you haven't seen Enemy? I haven't seen Enemy yet. I haven't seen I, a bunch I, of them. I, I haven't seen the early ones. Um, the Canadian ones? Yeah. Me either. I've seen I'm not, Prisoners. I'm not inspired to go on a Dianuve uh, completion. To, to me, it would be between 2049 and Sicario. Sicario. Sicario's uh, awesome. Did uh, he do the sequel? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, no. the sequel's good, too. Um, I never watched yeah, it. It's good. Uh, this could be I'm telling favorite. you it's good. Okay. <laughs> but, I, yeah, 2049 is one of my... It's, like... <laughs> One of my favorite movies of like the sure. 2010s for sure. I got you, Doug. It's one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what I want a sci-fi movie to be. <laughs> like it just is hitting, uh, like hitting all nails. Yeah, yeah, hitting all the, nails on the head. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> I have that. I have that. Yeah, conflicting thing about like I'm like yeah, it's pretty much great and then i'm like but jared leto but then i'm like but also he's kind of right for it but also yeah yeah, like yeah. Going back and forth on it so yeah it's a, yeah 
But at it's the, a cross sticker. <laughs> but he's such a small part of the movie yeah. that I can get past it pretty easily. Maybe you should recut this. <laughs> Maybe <I> should. <laughs> There's two uh, scenes to get rid of. <laughs> well, but I, I do like the scene we'll remember in its essence. It's... The one with Deckard, where like Deckard yeah. gets taken to them. I do like that scene in its essence. Maybe you can cut it in a way where we don't have to see him. Maybe that would help. But the seeing him is not the problem. The hearing him is the problem. That's true. <laughs> and you can redub his dialogue. Oh! Re- rewrite his dialogue and then dub it. You do your own voice. I'll do a deep fake so it's uh, oh, it's David Bowie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's David Bowie. And speaking I'm gonna, Japanese. Speaking subtitles. Japanese and I'm going to subtitle. Or, oh, gosh, the... the, the uh, the Edward James almost like uh, he called semi language. He calls it that city is. speak. Yeah, he didn't in, even talk about his his. Oh, cameo. I know. Yeah, yeah, which was great. I'm glad yeah. he. I'm glad. I mean, it's kind of inconsequential. It's kind of yeah. It's just a nod. Just for, yeah, it's just a <laughs> good nod. There. Yeah, I'm glad it was in there because I do love uh, Commander Adama so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I love the per- I love the teacher from Stand and Deliver a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, yeah, but his I could re- redub his dialogue with si- uh, uh, with city speak. Uh, yeah, I just have be... to figure out what his yeah, yeah. dialogue would be. It's just They're like fixed. Papaduga. It's just Jabba. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just <laughs> just way, cut just, in the audio just, of uh, Jabba. A cool yeah. thi- just really quick before we end that the cool thing about that I don't know if you know this is that uh, Edward James almost came up with that just himself himself because he was like. It seems like this guy would, if he's born in like 2019, like future LA, where it's like multicultural, glo- like the effects of globalization, yeah. like coming to a head. Sure. Uh, it would make sense that this guy would be raised in a like multicultural household, and like the way he talks is just like uh, an amalgam of all yeah. these different languages kind of coming together. Yeah. I was like, that is nice. a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, and do all that podcast stuff that you've heard on every other <laughs> podcast. You know the stuff. You know the stuff. We'll be back next time. Until <laughs> then, cry <laughs> macho shitters. You might not even have a piece of cheese, bud. You know. <laughs> <laughs>